Y'all, welcome back. I am excited to tell you, but actually not that excited to feel what I'm going to tell you. I've been awake every day at 3 a.m. for the last week. I mean, five days, whatever. If, I mean, if you're listening today, you likely listened last week, but I, I recorded at 3 a.m. after having taken my dog to the ER, and I you know, was complaining, not realizing it at the time, but apparently I was challenging karma. <laughs> Apparently I was, I was, and if you want to call it God, I don't care, but apparently I was putting something out there that it was going to get my, I was going to get a rebuttal <laughs> from the universe. However, you believe that rebuttal comes through whatever form that takes in your mind is fine. But point is one of my other, the, the, not one of my, I have two dogs. One is annoying and whatever, and I love him no matter what. And the other one is usually normal, but happened to have to go to the bathroom Sunday night. So I was awakened at two something in the morning then. And then one of my children, and I'm not going to say which so they can have plausible deniability later, one of my children has had bad dreams or nightmares every single night since Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all three. I've been awake anytime between 2.15 and 3 a.m. every single night. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize I was challenging worse, which is, a, it's an old Cosby phrase. And look, it, it, I used to, used to love Bill Cosby, as did most people, but not for his show or for his personality or for who he was. I just liked a lot of his stand-up and a very, a very select few bits that, that have been ingrained into me since forever, but I heard them when I was 12-ish. But he used to say, don't challenge worse. Never challenge worse. I mean, it's essentially Murphy's Law. It can always get worse or, you know, the things that can go wrong will. So don't challenge worse. Don't open yourself up to things that could go wrong. Don't open yourself up to future issues. And I didn't realize I was doing it. I was just, <laughs> I was just giving stream of consciousness at 3 a.m. Stone cold sober. 3 a.m. stream of consciousness. But I didn't. But what I didn't realize at the time is I, I guess I was. Well, I I was being a bit too uh, braggadocious about the fact that I normally don't wake up at 3 a.m. because now I am up. Sometimes between two to three every day this week. And it's not like after a bad dream I can't just say all right, kid, good night. I got to walk this kid back to their room. Got to rub their back. I got to do the whole thing. So, so ladies and gentlemen, don't challenge worse. Don't don't dare karma while we're at it. But here's what I want to get into, or at least a couple of things uh, this week, guys. Because the, the the more I record these, and the more that you know, I, I do them with friends and with guests, and you know, whatever, and and even just the more we do, we work remote from home. The 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 future of society is digital, and that's not that, that used to be a a crazier phrase or that used to be a much more, you know, that must, it used to be a much bigger stance to take or more, even more controversial, I suppose. But the future is obviously digital. And I think the future of social engagement is equally digital. And what, what I'm, what I'm grappling with lately is the difference between temporary social engagement, not even temporary, but, but live action, real time social engagement and, recorded social engagement, which is obviously what this is. But I mean, even just like you post something to social media and then a couple hours later, somebody posts a reply and then a couple hours later, somebody posts a reply. I mean, that's essentially just text messaging, but it's, it's a different form of communication. And it's one that I think is, is new. Um, sure. We've been able to write letters forever. Fine. You know, I, I get that, but to write a letter Especially when you know letters were first invented, however many hundreds or thousands of years ago, the concept of putting writing on paper and sending it by horseback, you had to put a shit ton of information down to even be worth sending this letter. If it was a love letter, you better crack out a couple of paragraphs, if not more than one page. If it's you know talking to your your parents or a child or a family member that's distant, you have to put 
you know, dozens of, of data points about yourself and your kids or your family and your work situation and all of that. Like, hell, literally my family many, many years ago used to have a chain letter done by my great grandmother. She lived till she was like 104 or something. It was absurd. But up until she was like 90, she still sent it around. It was this giant uh, manila envelope with everybody would add a page to it or add a paragraph to it or whatever. It would just get sent around. I remember it coming through our family's home once, maybe twice a year, you know, depending on whatever. And it would have everybody would put all of their things that they had done, you know, for the last six months or whatever. And it was essentially that that's the original Facebook. Pictures were glued to pages, notes were written down, and then other notes were written, you know, replies were made months later. Months later, replies were added to things. So it, essentially, that's what, you know, Facebook or Instagram or all these things are, just with the benefit of, of A, faster. I mean, just obviously, you know, the benefit of instant posts, but then the benefit of videos and in audio and pictures, and, you know, you can add so much more to it. But it's, it's essentially just a, just a chain letter. That's all any post is, and then the series of replies is just a chain letter. And that's all these things really are. So it's... So what I'm wondering, though, is because it's not the same level of detail, you can rattle off back and forth in a group text, you know, three or four of y'all get rolling on a Friday night because everybody's sitting at home or something and everybody, you know, you're sending text back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But it's still not the same as if you were all sitting at a table together. Obviously, the speed of which is not the same, but there are different social roles in the, in the context of a group conversation, um, no surprise, I, I, I tend to take the, the, the jokey social role in any group conversation. It's why I was, <laughs> I was rarely invited to group studies uh, or study groups as, as a child, or at least I was rarely, I was rarely invited more than once. <laughs> it took until I was like literally not even kidding, a sophomore in college where I was in a study group and they were like, do you ever actually try? And I was like, oh, wait, do you guys normally try? And they're like, yeah, like we, this is, we get here to study. I'm like, oh, I've always thought these were like jokes. I've, I've always thought study groups was just a reason to, you know, hang out with your friends and sort of maybe look at a page or two. And I didn't realize that everyone else was taking it far more serious than I was. But that's the point. That was my social role was the context I've always put myself into. It's, it's a social role that I enjoy very much. <laughs> I don't see myself changing anytime soon. But that person, the one, the, the quick joke maker in the group, the one that can throw out a one-liner real fast, doesn't have the same role in a text thread. Now, I don't mind being in a group text thread conversation because I will gladly create a meme on a whim or even screenshot a picture and just draw on my phone and add things myself to, to make a joke. And that, it usually can take a couple minutes and it, because, of the, because of the difference in the text or the actual picture or the video or whatever, it, it's worth sending and it's, it's a whole different thing and I don't mind, I'm not complaining. But there are different social roles. The person that's trying to keep everybody on topic, if that's a, a role you've ever played or have a friend that tries to do that when, you know, sitting at a bar or sitting at a restaurant or whatever, like people that are trying to keep people focused, you can't really do that via text. It's hard to, to kind of nudge casually or nudge socially via text message to keep everybody on the same page because you, you, everyone's literally not, but it, you can't. You can't kind of give people like a, a quick glance and be like, all right, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Kind of, uh, uh, kind of that, that's all you got to do in person. But you can't do that via text. You can't do that via, and certainly not via Instagram. I'm not saying that there's, I doubt, I, very, I seriously doubt that there's, there's, all, there's a lot of conversations on Instagram that are serious and are trying to be serious. But what I mean is it, is it has changed conversations, I think. Even when we are in person, it has changed conversations. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think allowing, 
At least here's what I mean. I'm used to rapid fire, quick conversations. I'm used to talking incredibly quickly while the person that I'm talking to is also talking incredibly quickly. And we're rattling, you know, just back and forth. It's what I thought was normal. It's what I thought was preferred. Not always preferred, not always normal. I've been in places and in cities where the entirety of the community does not speak as fast as I usually speak. And that's something I had to adjust to while living in certain different places. I'm not judging anyone, so I'm not going to say where they are, but you can probably guess. Point is... I've had to adjust that, but I think collectively we're adjusting because I'll just be honest. I am way funnier via text or Slack or Instagram or because you get however long you want. You can take your time. You get however long you want to take to think of the thing. You can take, you can type it out, change it, tweak it, delete the entire thing, start fresh, add a little thing, you know, like I'm way funnier. And I think a lot of people are. I think most of us are. I'm way funnier via text because you have time to compose an actual real thought. Not always. Sometimes it's more of a speed thing because we're all just riffing. But like if, if you have a minute or two to gather yourself and then write something down and then send it, I have found that's usually a, a better statement than I would have made on the fly. Because, you know, obviously. But there's... There's almost some beauty in in impromptu conversations, in the speed conversations, but that's what I mean. I have found talking with people just in general, and it's small sample size, obviously. Could just be, you know, my, my, a lot of my friends lately, a lot of people I spend time with are just my kids' friends. So, you know, it could just be what, you know, parents are tired. So that's why we're talking slow, but that's what I mean. Conversations have slowed down. You're allowed to take your time and take a pause, whereas maybe it was just me and my friends, but we didn't pause or take a breath. You would just say the thing you were thinking, and we would all just rattle as fast as possible. Go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes when it was me, Vance, and Eric. Like We would just rattle off as fast as possible and talk over each other. Hell, we still do. (laughs) Listen to any recent episode. We probably still do. I would hope to think less so, but we probably still do. There is a, a fundamental flaw in texting, that, or at least you can't recreate that. Whatever that is, the riffing and quick-wittedness and whatever, you can kind of do it in text, but you can't do it perfectly. But also, at the same time, it's turning back into regular conversation. People pause longer before they answer. You ask them a question, and it's not just like a, a quick response. There's, there's a, a, a noticeable change in pace in conversation. At least that's what I'm noticing in my small circle. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I think that's, I think it's a good thing. I hesitate to say that I know it's a good thing because I don't know anything with regards to how society can function and flourish moving forward. But I think it's a good thing. Unless you're purposefully all trying to rush to a joke, if you're on like a panel show or a talk show or you know any one of the ESPN shows, which I cannot listen to anymore. But the first one to get to the point wins, and that's fine too if we're all agreeing to play that game. But if we're not playing that game, which most conversations aren't, or at least I would argue that most conversations don't need to be, if we're not playing that game... I think it's I think it's a good thing. Maybe we're all realizing it's better to slow down when we're talking. It's better to slow down and think before we speak. And that not just you should think about what you say before you say it. I've thought about some really stupid shit and then still said it <laughs> plenty of times. I've thought about something that's incredibly controversial and might be rude and will probably be viewed as rude and still said it anyways because eh, I'm gonna roll the dice. It's still worth saying. I still think it's clever or funny or worthwhile. And if it's not, hey, I've messed up before. I messed up a lot. It's fine. Don't worry about it. In fact, I messed up big time. Uh, we were at a concert recently, and I was a bit inebriated. And I referenced what used to be a very progressive joke, but it was a progressive joke from the 90s. And a joke from the 90s, regardless of how progressive it was, is hard to be considered progressive in 2023. 
damn near 30 years later. It's not viewed nearly as progressive and I had to walk my way out of it. I don't know if I did a very good job. I probably didn't. Point is, I think about things all the time and still say them stupidly, but maybe even I will start to pull it back. Maybe collectively as a society, we're all realizing that, you know, just taking a pause. Even just that pause, I was tense with. I tried to do that for dramatic effect and I still didn't like it because I feel that there should be something every second. There should be something filling the air. There shouldn't be silence. There should be something happening at all times, blinking and, and noise and happening in your face and flashing lights and moving sound. And oh, wait, it's okay not to. It's fun to go to a carnival and have flashing lights and sound and noises and things moving and everything. Oh my God, and it's all, it's all so overwhelming. It's, just, it's, it's, a, it's a buffet for the senses and every single one of my senses is peaked because there's so many things happening. But conversation doesn't have to be then maybe it's good for just humans because in so many other aspects of our lives, speed is required. And I know that's especially true for myself and my job. But I mean, anybody out there that has a job, I'm willing to bet your job has deadlines. You know, like I'm not willing to bet. I am going to bet. I'll bet you a trillion gazillion dollars that everybody who has a job, that job at least at some point has a deadline, if not many deadlines every day. And so when we get together, I, I think it has been natural for speed to just be the, the default setting for so long. And maybe it doesn't have to be. Maybe it should be. Maybe we're going to get dumber, but I don't think so. I, I think the idea of taking time before you say something, even if you're just mentally crafting how to finish the statement before you open your mouth, is probably a good thing. Certainly something I don't do near enough. <laughs> you know, it's wild. But while we're at it, I'm a, I'm a left turn now. If you've made it through uh, 13 minutes of this, I appreciate it. But let's left turn because I wasn't kidding at the front. I wasn't kidding. Don't challenge worse. Don't challenge karma. What is karma? Because I do believe that that's what I did. And I do believe that that's why I'm, you know, I, it's weird because I genuinely do believe it. I know it's stupid. I know you can't prove it. I know if Vance was here, he'd be telling me that's absolutely insane. And that's fine. I couldn't even debate him on it. But I genuinely believe by coming on here and spewing 3 a.m. poor me somehow in whatever possible realm of, of of not even a deity, I don't even know, but what whatever realm of reality exists to where you can manipulate it, even on accident, whatever that is, call it God, I don't care. That's what's happening. Because this has never happened before. My kids are usually great sleepers. And then my other dog, my one dog is usually doesn't get up in the middle of the night. So like what's going on if not just kind of karma? It's just kind of a, it's a ha-ha, you know? I get why people used to believe in like, you know, sprites and fairies or, or, or even leprechauns or whatever. You know, like I get why people, like playful elves that played little tricks. I, I get why people believe it. I'm not kidding. I really, really do. I'm not saying I believe in leprechauns, but I mean, if you go back in the day, if you, if you rewind time, there are fervent beliefs in elves, even machine elves, which is a whole separate thing. That might be a glimpse of the future of mechanical angelic figures, but that's not what I'm talking about. I mean the actual reporting of jokey elvish creatures that play pranks. I get it. I get why you think that is because I'm sure there's been so many moments of my life where I've accidentally tempted karma or accidentally overplayed my hand and then I, I regretted it later. <laughs> not like these are huge things, you know? I'm not so like I didn't get in a car wreck because of it, but... At the same time, what I did, it wasn't that egregious. Coming on a podcast and talking about, woe is me, I had to stay up so late, and I, you know, it's 3 a.m., boo-hoo-hoo. I think it's enough for karma to just go, fuck you, you'll see it a few more times. <laughs> but then what is what is karma if not God? And I don't necessarily believe in God, and I'm not telling you that you should or shouldn't, and I don't care if you do or don't. 
have fun, whatever it is. You're allowed to believe that, and you're probably right. Well, you're probably wrong, just like me, all of us. Anyways, point is, for the God thing, if we really want to do this, let's do this for a second. If karma exists, isn't it just God? If God exists, isn't God just doling out karma? I find it hard to separate the concept. If you, if anybody out there believes in karma, then you do. You're admitting you believe in magic. I mean, what is karma if not magic? If we're really going to break this down, what is karma if it's not the concept of magic? It's a, it's a magical, magnetic force that if you put out good, you get good back. If you put out bad, you get bad back. That's karma. That's magic, because that's obviously outside the realms of physics. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't show me a, a, what's the equation for karma? You know, you couldn't show me the math. That's not possible. (laughs) So if we're doing that, then what's the difference between karma and God? And if you believe in one, as far as I'm concerned, you you believe in the other, you know? And what a weird origin story for, I don't know if I even necessarily want to go down there. I've got an Adam and Eve bit that I'm working on, but I don't know, we're 20 minutes into my rambling or 17, whatever it is. And that's probably enough for today. <laughs> Thank you. If you made it this far into this, I really appreciate it. I, I, I do see the numbers and there's, there are some weeks where I am just blown away every week. If there's even one person listening to this, honestly, I, I seriously hope I never forget that feeling I got when I saw like three listens to the very first episode. I was like, holy shit, why is anyone listening to this? Thank you so, so much for listening to this. I cannot say it enough. I love you. I'll see you next week.